podcast, ye landlubbers. This here be the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. This be the first thoughts episode where we give our first thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we just be a-watching. Well, I was watching with me good eye, so I'll do the best I can. And now we be sailing for Once Upon a Time treasure, so climb aboard. Here is our captain and first mate of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Yep. It is your destiny. Oh, a little bit of Star Wars. Oh, there was all kind of Star Wars in this episode tonight. very much so. Welcome, everyone. Please come aboard. We are the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. Yes, we are. And tonight we will be discussing the episode entitled Kansas. Mm Mm-hmm. Not the which, band, no. the episode title. Well, the state of yes, Kansas, which, by right. the way, is where I was born. Yes, that's and right. And when I moved here as a young child, I was re- frequently referred to as Dorothy. So, anyway. Wow. I still am Jeff Roney. <laughs> and I'm still Colleen Roney. Excellent. I was never Dorothy. And we are still joined by the wonderful first dog lady. Who's and I never had a dog toad little... either, by the way. All right. Yeah. We don't either. Just Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, again, the episode tonight we just watched was Kansas. Yes. It was written by Andrew Chambliss, who was tweeting. Oh, said, nice. West Coast, are you ready for the next Once Upon a Time? So, yes. Thanks, Andrew, for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it was written by Andrew Chambliss and uh, Kalinda Vasquez. Oh, Vasquez? Yeah. Vasquez. And this is podcast episode number 225. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 225. Great. So let's jump in. I The cinematography in these shows are really incredible. Oh, yeah. And I noticed the intercutting between the wheelchair wheel and the spinning wheel. Mm-hmm. They're really... They're really doing incredible things mm-hmm. visually with the camera, and it's more like a film. So yeah, it's, it's kind of really it's been really amazing. Yeah. So Doctor Whale returns. He is yep being a so doctor again. Does Archie Hopper? Archie Hopper does yeah. again yeah. as well. And I'm sure some various nurses and uh, medical professional people that we probably didn't realize that were in the background before. And that hospital has been used a number of times mm-hmm. in the show. We've been there. Hook has been there. A few times. Yep. So, so Rumpel was spinning some straw into gold, mm-hmm. and it made this mound, and it did look like a brain, but that's exactly what Zelina made. Yes, yes. I actually thought it looked like a plate of spaghetti, but then well, maybe it was just because I was feeling a little hungry at the time. I don't know. <laughs> but then I realized, okay, yeah, when she played with, picked it up, and then all of a sudden, ah, oh, the brain. Okay, there you go. And we wondered how that was going to appear. So it was almost like what he did to calm his mind. And that was one of her references. Right. Calm the mind or calm the brain. Right. So right. So she has all her little pieces in this box. The hilt yes. of the sword for courage, the heart from Regina, and the brain mm-hmm. uh, made from the gold spun from straw. 
by uh, Rumple. Yes. And so then she said, all I need is the baby, the last item to collect. Mm-hmm. And so the baby is now coming into the world in the hospital mm-hmm. as she mm-hmm. was doing that. So in the flashback, it looked like Zelina is much better at making fireballs than Regina. She was kind of watching Oh yeah, her. She got very the, unhappy and very yeah. much frustrated. You know why? It's not that hard. And then she proved it. I I noticed in the when Glinda walked into the Oz meeting room with the wizard, mm-hmm. and Selena was there, and Glinda walked up. It reminded me of either the mob or the old west. Hmm. When she walked in, she lit a fireball, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like the mob, you know pulling a gun or the old West, you know, not knowing who the person was, what their intent was. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it was, you know, I wrote down, uh, put away your fireballs, Alina. So just, just relax. So one of the lines was, uh, Glenda was praising Zelina for showing Oz the true nature of the wizard. Yes. And, you know, it just reminded me of a line, uh, uh, the true nature of the force. And I think that was when the emperor was talking to, I think, Anakin. Anyhow, but it was, uh, she called Walsh a trickster. Mm-hmm. She said he was offering people hope he could never deliver. But sometimes, and this is what was proven in the film especially, sometimes you just tell someone they're courageous. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not necessarily it's being not a that, trickster. Well, it's, and the thing is, is that and we don't know what she was referring to specifically. But if you're going to go the reference of the actual film, right? It wasn't that the wizard was just telling them they were courageous. It was that the wizard was pointing out their already existing qualities. You know, right. the scarecrow yeah. had the brain to think of how to, you know, escape and blah blah. The Tin Woodsman had the heart to. You know, care about right. everybody else, and the lion did have the courage to mm-hmm. stand up to the witch. So, I mean, he he wasn't giving them false hope. He was pointing out what they already had. Right. So, uh, you, but we don't know about Walsh. We don't have any clue what Walsh was doing. Right. But actually, Walsh had magical items that actually he had magical items. You know, did what they said. Correct. The the old clicking of the uh, slippers. Yeah, that's well, pretty, but that pretty wasn't good. Walsh. I know. I, I'm just saying. But if he had the slippers and that was the case. Yeah. Point is, is that we don't know what he was peddling. He could have been mm-hmm. saying something. And for all we know, you know, it could have been a similar thing to, uh, and this is a reference to Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, where, you know, be careful what you wish for. You have to be very specific because your wish may be the undoing of something else. Right. So it may have yep. been a similar thing where he was handing off all these f- wonderful things based on somebody who was asking for it at the cost of something else. Because, again, magic comes with a price. And we, we mentioned the word wasting being brought up again and again and again. It was brought up again. You yeah. know, when Glenda told Zelina, you're powerful, but you're wasting it. On these, uh, she called them silly pursuits or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Foolish pursuits. That's yeah. what it was. And so, you know, again, we, we see, and it was almost like she said, you're good, but you're not that good. Let me help you be better. Hmm. And it was almost like one of those backhanded compliments. You're powerful, but you're not that powerful. Well, I, I th- Come with me. I'll, you know. 
as so. the episode progressed, what I kind of gathered was she really believed that she was going to be the thing that had defeated the most evil right, right. thing we'll, in, the, we'll in the land. Get the, yeah, yeah, right. Well, I'm just saying yeah. that in in her in that case, she was very likely referring to Walsh, the wizard. Yeah, okay. Right, because she yeah. was she was pretty unhappy about him, mm-hmm. and happy and very grateful to Zelina for taking care of him. So, so go ahead. I I alluded to before Glinda offering Zelina something that she was really looking for. So it, it, we've seen these stories again and again, where a sage kind of looks in somebody's heart and soul, and really s- gives them some kind of really sagey advice sure. you know you, you're you're on this path to do thus and so but i want to show you what you really are searching for so it's this kind of double meaning kind of a thing yeah. so i mean i think that there are people who do see something in someone and realize that you know what if you change paths you're actually going to be far more successful right um but is that what you got out of that but actually, you know, I was, I was thinking about the Emperor in, you know, the Star Wars films, mm-hmm. always saying, you know, you're you're on this good path, but let me tell you why you're not going to end up well. And and so kind and of yet, taking you off, I'm going to, they're trying to take them off the path that they're going in to right. take them on another path to suit their own purposes. Possibly. You know, and, and later on, Glenda said, I will search to the end of, the, you know, time, the earth, uh, to find someone to defeat you, Zelina. Hmm. So, I mean, Glenda had her own little agenda as well. She I'm did. Just, she did. She did. Now, whether it was good or not, I'm just saying she yeah. had an agenda. There's so. the old saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. So... So destiny was mentioned a whole bunch of times tonight. Yes, change your destiny. Mm-hmm. And and what I wrote down is the past won't change your destiny. That can be done from the that can be done from the present. So her, her, present. her whole thing was she wanted to go back in time right. and change everything in the past so the present would be better. Right. But you know, we'll we'll keep going. Who, who you are, this is what Rumpel said, who you are is a fate you can never escape. So it's not necessarily changing the past. No. It's changing who you are, you know, and however that, however, whatever that means to you, to change right. you. Right. You know, um, some people stop doing things. Some people start doing things. Some people, you know, read books and, you know, follow dogma and, and, and you know, this and that. It, whatever that is, changing you can change your destiny. Right. But in Zelina's case, she goes, no, I want to go back in time. Basically, it was just she wanted to go back and fix all the messes she felt other people had dealt her. Right. So it was very, it really wasn't about her destiny. It was nope. about paying. Revenge. Revenge. It, it really was, which yeah, again right. was very much her mother's whole plan, pretty much. And And a lot of times people think that, you know, I don't want to go too far, but but it's just sometimes people think that if if you're holding a grudge against somebody, that they're holding the grudge against you. The bottom line is they probably forgot about it. They don't. They don't care. Well, you know, keep look, thinking about it. And, holding a grudge against someone else is only holding yourself in your own prison, right? Because 
chances are good the person you're holding the grudge against doesn't even know that you're holding the grudge against them. Right. Or doesn't know why and may not even care even if they do know why. And then- that's hard truth, but is. that is. Oh, the it's truth. absolutely true. So, no, I mean yeah. seriously, anything, any ill feelings you have towards someone else, all that does is poison your own self. You're yeah. not, you're not hurting them by feeling that way towards them. Right. All you're doing is hurting yourself. You know, and and you know, it is said forgiveness is really for you. You know, and uh, you know, in in your mind, you say the person I'm forgiving doesn't deserve it. That's really not the point. Right. It's really letting go of that thing. You know, and, mm-hmm. and you you said yourself, it, it's like it festers within you, holding that back. Correct. Anyway, we'll we'll move on. No no more uh, Doctor Phil stuff here. <laughs> but anyway, it, well, it's all it's all right here in, in what we're talking about. So. Anyhow, and I, so after that, I wrote "Change You, Change Your Destiny." So right. that's basically what the theme of this show, this episode was tonight. Um, the The area that they were clearing out, her and Rumple, Zelina and Rumple, it looked like a barn, but it kind of looked like the the room in Oz. Or it definitely looked like a ritual area. There were these circles and these. Well, that's because I think they dug them and, out themselves. Okay, I, it wasn't. Yeah, that was that was right. something they created themselves. Where it was a barn, there was stacks of yeah, bales sure. of right. hay all over the place. Yes, but but it repre- I don't know if it represented something or whatever. I I still am kind of. Not so much now in season three, but in season one, it was all about the same place in fairy tale world and in Storybrooke. For instance, you know Regina's office, right, and her castle, mm-hmm. and that tree, right. or the center of the the intersection right. where Emma came in and stopped in her, her yellow bug. That's where Charming and Snow had a, at least two kisses. Mm-hmm. That's where the tree in the dream was. Sure. And and so that that intersection was important, but anyway, I, you know, po- probably not because I. Well, Dorothy, so. Dorothy herself was mm-hmm. a farm girl yeah, in Kansas, yeah, yeah, right. and so having a barn like that would have been something you would have found on the farm. Yes. So there is a connection there, so to speak. All right. So we did see a compass. And that was being used in that area by Zelina. And I was thinking, and we saw a compass in the Hansel and Gretel True North episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at uh, Brad Tillman, the, the father of Hansel and Gretel, gave them in Freytail Michael, Land. not Brad. Michael. Michael Tillman. But then the... The, the compass did arrive. It was in the gold shop. Right. And it was used in the present. It actually started working when they, when the children were reunited with the family. Because at that point, it was this compass will always help you find the family. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. then there was a compass with Cora that she needed for the portal creation in season two. Right. So it's not the first time we've right. seen right. a compass. All right, Emma's white white. Magic protection spell. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I wrote Emma's magic made Zelina burn the last time with Henry, so I wonder if it will make her burn again. And it did not. She just strolled right through there. Sure. So because she 
took Regina out first. Yes. And Regina was kind of the thing holding it up. So I noticed that uh, Regina was wearing something red. And so... It was the same dress she was wearing last episode. Yes, well, it was a wonderful dress. And so for that, I... I love that dress. We'll play... Absolutely love that dress. Just a bit of this song so we don't get sued. But anyhow, a little lady in red for you, Regina. And we got to stop. Because, you know. Anyway... She oh, looked awesome. she looked wondrous and she I did. would imagine there's a lot of people that agree with me and there you go. We're all in the same uh, camp. Yep. All right. So Oh, and I wrote it. Well, hello Regina. That's <laughs> what I wrote. Uh so Snow kind of foisted Emma on uh foisted hook on Emma last the last episode. Um No, 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 Regina. She didn't want to take hook. And Snow said, well, we trust him, so he's going. Oh, well. Right. You know. Right. And then Snow. No, Charming. Oh, Charming pushed Hook on Emma this time. Yeah. Oh, Poor yeah. Hook. He, he needs people to kind of, you know, no, no, Hook's good. Emma was still really mad at him yeah. for not telling her what was going on. Which, again, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, Emma, look, love you to pieces, but at the same time, seriously, you're going to hold this against him? He thought he was doing the best to protect you, which is very similar to what you would do, mm-hmm. and you're mad at him for that? Yeah. No. Big fat no. So, I was well, kind of irritated with her for that. Well, yeah, they're carrying over that whole thing, and it reminded me of Neverland with David not telling the truth about his wound and all that sure. kind of stuff. So, it's, sure. it's kind of that carrying on. Sure. All right. So, what I love Charming said is, this isn't about you, it's about all of us. And in a way, that's what Hook is trying to tell her about this whole New York thing. Mm-hmm. Is you're just thinking about you. Right. Living in New York was this dream. It wasn't reality. But here, you're part of something. Henry's home is here. And, you know, he's trying to tell her, but she's not listening. Right. I love that Emma finally told Henry... The truth about what she was doing. I gotta go kill the Wicked Witch. I'll mm-hmm. be back. Yeah, pretty much. Obviously, you know, she could say pretty that much. before well, when yeah. he didn't have his memories. Right. So, you know, I love these classic kind of guy movie, you know, and it's just my my interpretation. Guy movie phrases like, you know, when she goes, let's end this or this ends here. This ends I always tonight. get excited when I hear stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> this ends here. We're going to do this. Anyway. Uh, so Archie was back. It was nice to see Archie. He yep. had a little yep. you know, a little time with Henry there. Saying, shouldn't you talk to your mom about moving out maybe? Maybe before you start looking in the storybook well, one I ads? thought it was hilarious because here Emma's going, we're going back to New York. We're going back to New York. Henry's going to love it in New York. But we're going back yeah. to New York. And not even asking. And then when, of course, somebody asks her about it. Oh, no, no, it's okay. We're going to go back to New Wow. Okay. So Dorothy Gale, who we meet tonight, yes. Yes. uses water uh-huh. to melt the witch. Wow. You know, I was thinking, wow, that was easy. Exactly. It should, it should have just rained. Well, in Vancouver, I know whole... for sure it rains oh, a lot. It rains a lot, but no. <laughs> and uh, snows too. Yes, too. But no, no. I I had a feeling that was a fake out. Yeah. Which is again interesting because if any of you have seen the the play Wicked, you'll know why 
mm-hmm. why that's kind of an interesting, funny thing. There's a lot of fake outs, and we'll get to more mm-hmm. as we continue sure. on. So, you know, Hook's trying to talk to Emma. You know, is this what's good for you or what's good for him? Right. Uh, you know, you need to think about these decisions. You know, and that's a, that was another thing. So destiny was one of the themes tonight. Choice was another. Throughout, you made the right choice. Choice, choice, choice. Right. So even hook. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so Emma, it, it's so funny. You know, Hook and Emma, they do this little dance. And it's just, you know, it's, I think it's people. I mean, people sure. fall in love. It's just dance. And so Emma said, you mean see a future here with you? <laughs> like, well, which yeah. was Which was really, again, very petty of her in my look. I'm going to defend Hook. Right. You, you have to know that. As much as I adore the man, you have to understand I'm going to defend him. So, I mean, it was really rude of her to actually say, what, with you? Can I tell everyone that Colleen was not yelling, but you were loud. Don't kill my hook. <laughs> Don't kill my hook. I did. I did shout that at the TV a You shouted times. and you clapped and you, yay, and we'll get to those moments yeah, in yeah. a bit. But, anyway, but I was like, did. Don't you dare kill my hook, man. Oh. You were all about hook tonight. So <sighs> this is... Yeah, because, hello, I know. he loves Emma. I he know. loves her. He would do anything for her. He almost died for her so she wouldn't give up her magic. So, Come on, serious? So Rumple, under the, the you know, dagger's power, he was drowning Hook. Ugh. And so Emma was faced with the decision. Yeah. Do I let him die and keep my power? Or do I save him? And then she had the choice... Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and finish your thought. So she had the, do I give him mouth to mouth kissing resuscitation mm-hmm. and lose my magic, or do I let him die and keep it? Here's my thing. Okay. If she had thought this through, she could have probably conjured up something to blow into his mouth. Like a bellows, like a fireplace bellows. Right. Instead of using her lips, she could have kept her magic. She could have conjured it up if she thought about it and used her magic and then just did the whole, like they did in Princess Bride. Yeah, but. Serious. Yeah, but maybe she missed his luscious lips, as Lena calls them. I, well, they are pretty luscious. But I'm just saying, Regina, Regina, Emma, not thinking, totally could have like saved her magic and him at the same time. Right. All right. Whatever. So we've now visited the heart of Oz. We have indeed. The heart of Oz. Mm Mm-hmm. Another heart reference. Of course. And so, you know, this isn't the sister sledge. This is the sister witches. Right. We got a a table full of sister witches. Well, once Selena got there, then yes, there was. It was sort of like musical chairs a little bit a little bit but did you notice she said the north south east right they were all they all represented different things she represented glenda was a good witch of the north represented love right we had one of the other ones that represented wisdom wisdom Mm -hmm. and they represented encourage courage or courage I thought she said encourage, but maybe no, it was courage. I'm, I'm pretty well. It might have been encouragement. Okay, love is heart, wisdom, brain, courage. courage. 
is and then the fourth and then the one fourth was innocence right. hence the need for the baby because yeah. they thought she was innocent and she clearly wasn't yep nothing more innocent than a brand newborn baby and especially one made from pure love true so Glenda said together our power can do many things you know and you would assume separately that they can't so when they when the all the witches come together from the four corners of the earth they can do well he she said miracles at one point right she did she so, used the word miracles mm-hmm. you can we will be able to help you and teach you to do great and powerful things miracles yeah so but interesting if you think about it actually if you have love courage and wisdom you can do a number of things with those three elements just those three elements alone right. you can do a, a huge amount of good things but if you w- separately they're still okay things they're still good things to have but they're not as powerful cuz wisdom without love mm-hmm. right could potentially go down the wrong path courage without wisdom could potentially go down the wrong path etc so you know what i'm saying so here here's another thing that that i was just thinking of is a lot of times we say that you know someone who's older is wiser thank god they say that mm-hmm. anyway but we have there are stories about young rulers sure young kings who are smart and some are not some are just the you know offspring of another king and they're really bad well, and evil and unfortunately yeah. that is the problem is when you do have youth Mm-hmm. Without wisdom, right? But but I was just saying the innocence thing. Exactly. So I mean, you could be so, old and be innocent, but anyway, so sort of. Yeah. But, but you could you could with innocence without or wisdom without innocence is you know is being jaded or yeah, you know being be. affected by and life. Innocence so. without wisdom, without heart, yeah. without courage, right? Is will lead you way down the wrong path. All right. The so t- in a sense. Not only were they looking for her to make themselves all more powerful and to protect Oz more firmly and strongly from, you know, rapscallions like Walsh, she needed them. Right. She. It was a mutual thing here. It wasn't like, you know, they just needed her. It was a, it was a dual purpose. It was yeah. a win-win, a symbiotic relationship. But she didn't see it that way. So the table sort of looked like the war council table. And if you've never seen a screenshot of the war council table, I will try and add it in maybe tomorrow or the day after. So you may want to come back to the show notes at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 225. And you can see that. But on the war council table, there look like zodiac symbols and all this kind of mm-hmm. thing. But on this table, it looks similar. Not the same, but I mean, it, no, it had I mean, symbols a, on obviously it. Obviously, it's a, yeah. So, yep. All right. So, again, change your, fu- change your future destiny. And they talked mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. So, Glenda said, innocence reclaimed can be just as powerful as innocence born. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of ways you can go to that, but it's kind of like you can start over today. Mm -hmm. Mistakes you've made in the past. Right. Clean slate. Generally, 
you can start over, and which falls into a second chance, a second chance, a second chance. I right. mean, we've heard this like a drum all over and over, over, over in the show, which is a wonderful thing about life. Every time you wake up in the morning, you have an opportunity to do something different if you need to than you did the day before. Yeah. And change and having a second chance, you can do it every day if you want. So the... Anyway, th this innocence born or innocence reclaimed, uh, I said foreshadow of a future choice of Zelina's, maybe? Mm, so Maybe. All right. Um, you simply have to be, you have to choose to be good. It's a choice. Being bad or being good. It's your choice. And sometimes it's very difficult to yeah. choose good. Because bad is so much easier and probably more fun in some cases. Yeah, true. I mean, not to say that good can't be fun. Trust me, good can be a lot of fun. But I know that being bad can be a little right. bit fun. And, you know, I, I know. Yeah, right, I'm I not, get I'm, it. I'm talking but, about but I'm all just, kinds well, of well, I know. Well, what, what I'm saying is this. There, if you see a film like... Okay, we're going to just hang in there with me. If you see a film like Kill Bill... It's really about retaliation and revenge. That's all it is, right? Absolutely. So any movie that you've seen about revenge, whatever that movie is, there is part of it where you go, yes, the bad guy got got. Yeah. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I This is incredible. So the bad guy that did all the bad stuff in the beginning and the end finally got their just desserts, right? Sure. And... But there also is good in that the bad person, thing, monster, whatever, in the end changes, turns good. Yeah. And you see how good a bad character can be. Well, and so that's kind of Look at Beauty and the Beast. About. Right. The Beast was horrible to her. And I'm talking the Disney cartoon, of course. Right. But you look at the, the Disney cartoon, the Beast was horrible to her. Yeah. And as she showed him kindness and love and gentleness and goodness and basically won him over, he eventually changed. Yep. Right? So instead of him dying, which is what, you know, normally when somebody's really horrible and they didn't portray him nearly as horribly as they could have. But when they portray somebody horribly, pretty much you kind of get to that point where you kind of go, oh, that one needs to go. I mean, that's right. pretty much... the. Zelina has never been one that I've said she needs to die. Zelina's the one I'm like, I really want to see her change. Tamara is the one I said, I, I want her dead, gone, okay. no longer wow. okay. no longer breathing, pushing daisies, you sounds name it. Like, sounds like a mob <gasps> film. Okay. Yeah. Hang in there. All right. <laughs> so now we find that there's another book. There's Henry's book. Well, yeah. But now there's this Oz book of records. Well, there's many books in this book show by True. the way yeah the magical sure. spell books exactly. and that kind of thing at Various, least two of those yeah so glinda is the keeper of yes. the book of records yes and it is said that it chronicles the past present and future of oz which is interesting yeah i wonder if the writing changes and i'm not being dumb i'm, no, no, I'm no. being, being I, honest i would imagine that it would have to based on what choices happened. that people right. make constant yeah. change mm -hmm. so the future is never set in stone maybe it's written in pencil and when the when it become when it comes to fruition and becomes the present or the past yeah. it's then changed to ink you know so, what i mean that kind of a thing so i know that we have 
a lot of different people that listen to this podcast, and I'm glad they all do. So I'm just going to say this. There are some books, some religious, some not, that are that are prophetic, and they prophesy, and they mm-hmm. foretell certain mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And we see reference to that here, is this book of records foretells of a protector of Oz that comes in a cyclone, Yeah, which... In the case of Zelina, that did occur. So Glenda, obviously reading that book, said, I'm looking for someone that's going to come to this land in a cyclone. Ah, that Zelina is it. She was the first one. And so um, that's when she found her and said, you know, you you weathered the storm and you're strong and all this kind of stuff. You are probably... You know, that the book foretold you. Right. So, uh, you know, she took her through this, the warnings and all these different things. And she said, you need to let go of your past because she knew this vengeance thing that she had with Regina. So uh, we'll we'll see as we go through if she did or not. Mm-hmm. And but, yeah, we did talk about Emma and Hook. And and Emma and the kiss and all that. Yes. And I, I wrote a question. I said, a sacrifice. Hmm. So Well, and again, where did her magic go? That's another good question. So. All right. Uh, Zelina chose to let the bad feelings against Regina go for good. And I asked, is Zelina a trickster too? Mm-hmm. So. Maybe. Questions I... I I think right. honestly though I think at that moment in time she really did want to change. Yeah, I think she really did decide. I don't want to be like this anymore. I don't want to see this. I don't want to have this eat away at me because it is very draining emotionally and even physically. So I think she kind of decided at that moment in time to to let it go, and that's why I think she started to see the change in herself, and they started to see it. I think sometimes when people show us down the road, let's call it, they say, if you if you continue on where you're going, it's not going to end up well. But if you go on this path, here's what I'm going to show you, you know, your life could be like. You could have this and this and that, and it's wonderful. It's maybe like me, maybe it's not like me, whatever, and... You know, for a moment, that probably was where Zelina was. I want to give up this grudge against my Mm -hmm. sister, Mm -hmm. and I want to choose well. I want to choose this new life, change my destiny, be a part of something bigger than me, have a seat at this table, be a protector of Oz, Mm -hmm. learn these really strong, magical things to help people and all this kind of stuff. So, anyway. So... What I noticed is Zelina got a white emerald pendant. Well, yeah. And Glenda said every sister wears one. And they all did. But hers, uh, Zelina's turned green. Exactly. The envy and the darkness in her filled it and made it green. Okay. That happened later. It didn't happen right away. It was still very white when she first put it on. Okay. All right. So... Glenda had a warning with the pendant. She said, guard it with your life because in many ways it is now, in, in many ways it now is your life. Mm-hmm. So 
so I asked a question. So without it, she could die, right? So right. anyway, I, I didn't. Sometimes I write questions down when mm-hmm. I'm writing things yeah. down. And I remember what Obi-Wan told Anakin, said, this weapon, the lightsaber, is your life. Mm-hmm. Protect it. So, same thing. Yeah, and eventually he did say, he's going to kill me yeah. when he lost it. When he lost it, yeah. Yep. All right, so the pendant, Glinda said, will harness, protect, and grow that power. Mm-hmm. See, when Glinda was talking about when the pendant, I thought that Zelina was off the rails, crazy, couldn't control her powers, and mm-hmm. it was just weird and wild. She goes, okay, look, <laughs> here's this pendant. It's going to basically hold all the rage in and kind of funnel it right. through so it's it's right. not as full force as you. But it was really kind of not... No, as- actually... It was very much a containment yeah, well, device. But, but I didn't see her like no. just crazily. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a containment device that basically pr- imprisoned her her power. Mm. Okay. In a sense, if you think about it, I mean, let's go. Let's go. Considering it is, you know, Star Wars Day. Let's go down that path and talk about the fact that, you know, everything the Jedi talked about seemed like the right thing until the Emperor put a spin on it. And then all of a sudden you start realizing, oh, my gosh, are they really the bad guys and the Sith are actually the right ones? I'm I'm starting to see this with, you know, this whole pendant thing. She Zelina had control over her powers. We assumed she didn't because that's why the the comment was made that she gave it to her to control it. But what really that meant was actually it was more controlled by the sister witches mm-hmm. because it was like an imprisonment. So once you once you put that the harness the magic in there, now you don't have the magic anymore. It's in the pendant. Yeah. So in theory, that pendant could be given to anybody. Yeah. So she could have taken that pendant from her hmm. and given it to Dorothy, and Dorothy would have had the magic. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's a totem, and we've heard that term sure. many times before. Sure. So it's magical, I mean, I'm not saying Glinda object. and the witches were evil or anything. I'm just saying that it was very interesting that it, it turned into a whole thing where well, she did have total control over her powers. She had great power. But according to them, it was this, you know, this pendant was going to make her even more powerful. So sometimes we just do things because other people are doing it. Yeah. Doesn't make it right. But the other person's like, oh, no, no, we've always done it this way. We've always worn this pendant. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Can I live life without the pendant? No, no, no. No, we all wear it. It's part of what we do here. Right. And here's your pendant. You have to wear it, too. Well. Because then what you'll be I, one of us. Right. But what if I don't want to? It's like, no. And so like you're saying, it's actually, you know, part, part of life is being unique, but the other part of life is being conformity, conformity with a group, a family unit, work, job. There is a circle of somethings that you're sure. a part of. Sure. And part of it is to conglomerate into that or... You know, you could say, I'm not like that. And then you remove yourself. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Glinda said, the price is the pendant. Mm-hmm. She said, the price is, without it, you are powerless. And Which it was interesting. Is, yeah. The price 
of taking the pendant. If you take the pendant, you will learn, you know, miracles and grow in power and it'll harness the power and it'll protect the power. But actually, it's there's a price. Sure. In other words, so. you're putting all your power into that pendant. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer your power. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in a Hence way... the reason you take the pendant off. Right. She's powerless. In a way, it, it reminds me a bit of what we're talking about in the film The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. It's not... It's the thing. It's not you. I mean, anyway, so... Hmm. All right. So... Uh, so I, I wrote down a totem slash lightsaber, let's say, that gives power to the person, mm-hmm. but removed, it's like kryptonite because it renders you powerless when it's removed from you. So exactly. part, part of tonight's episode reminded me a little of uh, of uh, Superman or the Man mm-hmm. of Steel or mm-hmm. in this the Woman of Steel. Sure. And great power and powerful and you're chosen, special, that kind of a thing. Uh, so the pendant initially removed the green skin color mm-hmm. from Zelina. So when she chose against envy and let things go, then right. the skin changed. And so, so when Zelina appears in the hospital, there's electricity flickering. So that's oh, also yes. kind of a you that's know a very, magical. That's thing. a very Fantastic Four thing with Judge Doom, or not Judge Doom, Von Doom. Okay. Did you not see Fantastic Four? No, no. Oh, serious? No. I liked it. I know some people okay. out there are going to go, oh, are you kidding me? But I, I liked it. And okay. so anytime, yeah, anytime Victor Von Doom walked anywhere, he had electric um, surges would happen like crazy. We've seen that in a number of, number oh, of yeah. movies. Yeah. All right. So the, we saw a fairly straightforward tip of the hat to a samurai or a classic hero story uh, unfold. So when Zelina comes in, first we have uh, we have Gr- Grumpy and Henry, and Grumpy runs in and say, "Incoming!" <laughs> so the bad person is coming. Yeah, right. So the warning, the warner, and and Grumpy does that a lot. He warned about the curse. Uh-huh. He warned about the second curse rolling in. So he's the mm-hmm. warner and he's the observer, the watchman. If you yeah, he's if the you watchman. Will. So as the enemy nears the hero, all the stronger warriors do their best to defeat the enemy and keep the hero safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have Robin Hood and his merry men. Yes, who were taken out pretty. She disabled them really quickly. With the dagger. Yeah. And Belle mm-hmm. had a few things to say. She was taken out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Regina. Regina. And Regina said, take another step and I'll roast you. And it was interesting because Emma's magic seemed to burn her. Yeah. When she had her hands around Henry's right. neck. Right. So why is Zelina's power sleep magic against Robin Hood, Belle, and Regina white but against charming and snow it was green i don't know why i don't know so one of my questions mm. so now dorothy arrives in a cyclone like zelina mm-hmm. and you know again I'm, I'm gonna say things we have all kinds of different people listening but is dorothy the anti-hero of oz mm. or is zelina the anti-hero 
of Oz, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is the real hero slash protector of Oz. Mm. So now you've got two that have come into this land, prophesied the same way. Right. Who is the right one? They've, you know, very similar. Now, Dorothy has not shown any type of powerful magic, but Glenda Sure found her and said, wait a minute, foretold in the prophecy in the book of records, you come to this land in a, in a cyclone, you must be special. You survive. So I'm going to, you know, take you to the table and we'll talk about choices and destiny and I'll give you a pendant, I guess, and we'll see what happens. But <laughs> that's not how it ended up. But I just definitely wanted to point that out. Oh, yeah. So Dorothy is a very special girl. Yes, she is. And I said, who is Dorothy? Not me. I want to know who is Dorothy, really. So the charming baby is born. It's a boy. It's a little boy. So I say, is this the new wizard of Oz? Huh. Hmm. I don't know. Just We don't know. We really don't have a wizard. You know, we have a wicked witch that, you know, so I was kind of right. Remember, mm-hmm. at least for now, the yeah. Wicked Witch is the Wizard of Oz. So kind of a little pencil check mark. Yay, Jeff was right once. Um, you know, so she says the baby's so innocent and now mine, she has taken the baby. Yeah. And that was horrific. That yeah. was absolutely horrific to watch. It was very touching and sweet moment when he made his first cry. And when the, you know, Dr. Well handed him over to Charming. And Charming looked at him and just was so happy to see him. And the the little sweet tender moment of putting him in Snow's arms and, you know, the three of them so close together. Yeah, that was, was very, very, yeah. that was very emotional, very sweet moment. And I couldn't help but think, you know, pretty soon that's going to be really, truly be Josh and Jenny at some point. True. With their little one. So... When when I wrote so innocent, I flash back to when uh, Glenda was talking about that that the empty chair represents innocence, and so it was almost it, to me it was almost like Zelina was saying you can represent me. So I don't hmm. know. So the sisters at this table reminded me kind of like of Greek gods and the I don't know. Hmm. Because there's that Clash of the Titans movie where they're all in this in Oh, this when they're sitting there and, with Dorothy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. there's crystals in the middle, white crystals, crystals in the, the middle. middle there's gold is, goblets. And, sure, which is probably where the pendants come from. The crystals in the middle is right. where the pendants come from. Which is of the round table, maybe? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Zelina is jealous of Dorothy, but none of the other witches seem to be. No. I mean, Glinda was like shocked. She was going, you're jealous of her? But again, they were sitting there talking with her. It wasn't like they were inviting her to be one of the witches. They weren't saying, here, this is your place now. You're going to sit there. I mean, it was perfectly ridiculous that Zelina was jealous because they were just sitting around talking. They weren't. I mean, it was literally a bunch of girls shooting the breeze. But Glinda did. Glinda knew that she was. Glinda knew that Zelina was on the, you know, that. She, that she yeah. was watching from from the distance, but she. But the whole point of the conversation around the table was not to replace. Right, Zelina. right, sure, absolutely. So but, Zelina but, being jealous was ridiculous. Yeah, 
As usual. Yeah. All right. So, you know, so again, I, I just want to kind of reiterate the whole, I wonder if the writing changes with changes in, in people in this Oz book thing. So supposedly mm-hmm. in this book, it said that someone unseats the greatest evil the realm has ever seen on this table, this witch's, sister witch's table. Right. And I said, you know, what if Emma unseats Zelina? Or is Dorothy the greatest evil? And what if Zelina changes or isn't? Mm-hmm. What if she's a evil but not the evil? Yeah, well, and again, she she was so. – that was exactly what you know Glenda said to her was, look, if you think you're evil, then that's what you'll become. Right. Yeah. And again, that's, there's, there's truth in that. You know, if you think you are something, you're probably going to become that. Yep. So, I mean, there are limits to that, though. And I'm going to I'm going to caveat right. that because you know everyone assumes, oh, well, it's a blanket, you know, state global statement. You know, obviously, if you think you are the best singer in the world, that does not mean you are going to become the best singer. In the right. World. You know, and, and I think sometimes what you think based on choices that you make can you know change so right and i think that statement of whatever you think you are that's what you'll become i think that comes with characteristics yeah not talents right i think i want to make that really clear because i i mean anyway i don't i don't want to go into american idol okay let's not oh poor simon all right so fate is a funny thing glinda says Mm -hmm. and you know, I was just thinking about how, uh, you know, Yoda was talking about, you know, the future is difficult to see. You know, fate is a funny thing. It's changed. I think Rumpel even had a, something to say about that. It's just. Well, the seer know. said that you can't really see the right, future right. clearly because, yep. again, it's there's so many choices that can be made. I mean, look at the, the Christmas, a Christmas Carol, the story yep. of Christmas Carol. The ghost of the of the past was very clear and very distinct and know knew exactly who what was going on because it was people that he knew. Yeah, ghost of Christmas present was somebody he knew in the present time. Yep. Ghost of Christmas future didn't have a voice, didn't have a face, didn't have a body. It was a shapeless ghost because the future is still unwritten. Yep. You don't know what's going to happen. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. I'm glad you're co-hosting on the podcast. Well, thank you. All right. So, Zelina is humming, hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy you a mockingbird. Yes, she is. It's a very popular lullaby. Snow said it's happened again. Her baby was taken from her. Yeah. Now, you know, the that first time it was kind of, she had something to do with it. But this time, you know, yeah. she felt it the same way. Well, sure. So, Regina... Does have light magic? Henry yes, Henry she does. reminded her, even though it was a little bit. That when she broke the curse, she didn't even need her heart, you know. Yeah. And so, what's funny is sometimes when people say you can do thus and so, and other people really see that in you, the person that they're talking to always says, "Yeah, but I don't have this, and I can't do that, and I don't do that." We've seen stories in the Bible, stories in all kinds of different literature of people that 
other people see greatness in them, but those people that they're talking to don't see it in themselves. Right. And, and it's hard to see yeah. what other people see in you. Yeah. It's sometimes very difficult to see that, especially when you know that you haven't always done the right thing or made the best choices. Mm-hmm. And Regina knows that. And I think it's interesting that she's, you know, struggling with this because, you know, the fact that Emma had to confess that she lost her magic, that she couldn't defeat her, that, right, you know, and right. then all of a sudden it was, but you know what? And that's when Henry goes, nope, you can do it. You can do it, mom. Hey, yeah. And the encouragement and the, I believe in you. I know you can do it. You, you know, you did this and you did that. I mean, it, I thought that was awesome that they, they all encouraged her and Robin, of course. Right. Oh, that was very yeah. <sighs> palpitations. Yep. That was so sweet. So I love the fact that, you know what? Regina's starting to kind of see that she has other gifts, other possibilities, and she doesn't have to be evil queen. Yes. And Henry said, I know there's good in you. Mm-hmm. Very much like that Star Wars movie. Yes. But. You know, Henry really validated the fact that there is good in you. and Exactly. And that's a huge 180 from the beginning of the season, of the series right. when right. Henry went to Emma and said his mom was evil. And my life sucks. My life that. sucks. Yeah. You don't yeah. even know how bad my life sucks. That's a 180 degree difference from, you know, that's night and day, which is awesome. So Zelina is a little faker. She allowed herself to be melted by water. Yes. And then Glenda and, you know, this new savior person. Right. You know, go into Oz and all Dorothy wants to go to go home. Oh, wait. Don't you think it was very oddball that Glinda didn't even think to check to see that she was dead? Do, I mean, do you, some people did, just I don't trust what they this. see. I don't know. I don't know if you saw it. There was the puddle mm-hmm. of green underneath the hat. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was interesting was, and again, made me think of the controlling factor about Glinda, the good witch yeah. of the North. Um, she was so willing to just automatically assume that Zelina's dead, didn't check, didn't bother to make sure that that was truly the case. And not only that, she then, in front of the remains, Started saying, Dorothy, you can be the new wicked, the new right. witch, witch sister of the West. You have the innocence. You have this. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the stuff that Zelina was worried about. Now it's coming to pass right in front of her very. So she was. Quote unquote, she dead was remains. She was passed over again. 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 So, yeah. Not that I'm defending Zelina, but I thought it was pretty tacky that Glinda made that statement right there in the, you know, I don't know why he, she didn't just take her back to the, you know, round table and talk to her there. Yeah. So the... Unless she did it on purpose because she knew that Zelina wasn't dead. Well, I don't want to go off on a <clears throat> tangent, but we've seen this a lot of times where people fake their death. Mm-hmm. And then listen in on the funeral sure. to see what people really think about them. Yeah. And that was kind of, that's that another was, kind of a that's exactly cheesy way to, yeah. Well, so, sure. And that yeah. was exactly what it felt like. Yep. All right. So just the most incredible scene. There were so many incredible scenes, but the oh, incredible yeah. scene where Regina tapped into her light magic. Oh, dude. That whole scene of the the... The swirling of the, right. the reminded me very much of another movie that I really enjoyed a lot. Do you know what I'm going to say? Um, the Fifth Element. Oh, okay. You yeah. had the four elements, and yep, then the yep. the, the, the mm-hmm. one in the middle. 
that was the fifth element. Yeah. But these four elements are what made the the swirling, and it was kind of um very yin and yang looking. It was very right, right. Um, swirly. It was very interesting the way it mm-hmm. was all. It was really cool um, graphics that they did. Um, effects, special effects, were really really good um, for that. I thought. But anyway, the um, you know the fact that she's there, she's ready, she's about ready to make this happen, and then. The Avengers, <laughs> the Avengers mm-hmm. plus a few extras, right. minus a couple, come waltzing in, <laughs> and uh, and that was really kind of cool to watch. So she said, as Regina said, I came for some jewelry, and then Zelina started to tell her, no, the, what you can't do, and and Regina said, don't tell me what I can be. You're wrong, sis. And then she said, what are you doing? And she says, I'm changing. And that was powerful. That, that was. was very, very, very powerful. It was huge. And, I, you know, I, look, I, I know that, that this storyline is not popular to some, but I think it is, it is very powerful to see someone who's so strong on the evil scale mm-hmm. change and is good. And even so good that they say heroes don't kill Right. And just, you know, the grace of unmerited favor. Oh, yeah. Of mercy mm-hmm. is that's powerful. I mean, you talk about a bad guy being powerful. Mm-hmm. Somebody wheel in grace and mercy. I mean, did, did you see Rumple? Oh, yeah. Freaked out. Oh, dude. You're protecting her. She said, no, no, no. Heroes don't kill. And he was just like. I don't get it. I don't understand what you are right. talking about. Well, the fact that I, so the whole scene, I love the whole scene. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. You know, here you've got Rumpel and Zelina trying to fend off the, so many of them, which I thought was brilliant that they, that they were smart enough to realize that all of them together, she couldn't defeat all of them together all at the same time. So there would be ways to get her, even the, with Rumpel. I still, I knew that that was a really good idea for them all to be there. And I love that, you know, Hook and Emma, Rumple takes care of them and he's like look you need to get the dagger and you need to control me because otherwise I will kill you Right. I thought that was brilliant that and Zelina didn't hear him say that because she was so busy worrying about Regina Right. and then you have Charming and Robin trying to get to the baby and trying to get to the heart which I thought was fantastic Robin went for her heart to go rescue the heart because I think he did that because he's falling in love with her but also I think he did it out of you know that honor where he it was entrusted to him and he let it go he needs to get it back that was his you know fulfilling that honorable thing for him Um, because he's awesome just saying he's awesome like that and it just Regina tonight was really incredible if you just kind of follow just her scenes alone were oh, just yeah. so powerful. It, when Charming was walking out of that hospital, sword in hand, she grabbed him and was worried about him. Said, oh, no, yeah. no, no, you, you look, you cannot go there by yourself. Right. You need some right. help. Right. You know, and then flash forward to this scene of, you know, heroes don't kill. And, you know, this is... She listened to words that weren't told to her from Glenda. You can change. Yeah. She try, Glenda tried to tell Zelina, you can change. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. Like, no, I can't. Yeah. yeah. So it was just, you know, and even her little, you know, snippy comment at the end, you know, you're no hero. And, and uh, Regina said, today I am. I, that but, was but fantastic. I, but I think, I think she'll, she'll get comfortable with it. 
She may not be a hero forever, but I think she'll get more comfortable with it than just for today. Right. So, so the wizard sends Dorothy home. The wizard turns out to be the Wicked Witch. Right. And we find that Zelina banished Glinda to this... She calls the Enchanted Forest, but it's the frozen section, the north above mm-hmm. the dark forest. Right. And that's what happened there. The next powerful scene was Regina visiting Zelina in the Storybrooke jail. Oh, yeah. We've seen that jail many, many, many times. Especially Mary Margaret one. was in there. Mm-hmm. Rumpel was in there. Uh, Regina was, was, in was in there. David was... I don't... David was in there. Okay. Um, Megan was in there. Uh, Ruby was in Ruby there. Ruby was in there? When, when the wolf thing was oh, going right, on. Oh, right, right, right. So we've seen that many, 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 many times. And now we see Zelina in that jail. And she reminded me of Norman Bates in Psycho at the end mm. with the blanket over her shoulders. Oh, yeah. Just a blanket over her shoulders in a in a uh, jail cell. So Yeah, she looked a little crazed. I but I love that scene because I we've never seen that side of Regina where she is really talking to somebody. You know, she's she, giving her what everyone has given her. She was giving Zelina what everyone has given her. Right. And again, that that's all well, I don't know if her heart's back in. It may be in now. But, I don't know. But, yeah. but the point is, is that she, it's taken a long time. You know, she she got to the point where she's recognizing that she's been given that second chance, and she's not about to waste it. She told Zelina, "Not a, not long ago, I was a lot like you." Mm-hmm. And there's something powerful about validating someone. Plus revealing a similarity between you and that other person. It's one thing to stand in judgment on somebody with a pointed finger and say, you're this and you're that and you're something else. But when you say, you remind me of me. There's a lot more power in that. Right. And you're going to get a lot further. Because again, like you said, if you stand there in judgment of someone else and go, you need to turn away from your evil ways because blah, 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 or you need to not do that, or you need to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot easier uh, to say that, but it's a lot harder for the person to hear unless they know you have been in their shoes. If you understand that someone has walked in your shoes already and, right. and knows what you are going through and understands it and has been able to overcome something, it makes it a lot. I mean, it'd be it'd be one thing. Like for example, you and I, neither one have ever had a substance abuse problem, so it right. would be ridiculous for us to sit down in a twelve step program of any kind and try and explain how how people should get beyond this mm-hmm. because we have no point of reference, right? But somebody who has been through that, who has lived through it and has survived it and come out on the other side mm-hmm. and has conquered that, they are the ideal person to talk about it because they understand it and they get it, which is why Regina yeah. was the only one who could actually do some good. And see, this is exactly what I wanted for this season. I wanted for Zelina to have that opportunity and I wanted to see her make that change and turn good and have a, you know, a relationship with her sister and, you know, have all this other stuff going on. I mean, how amazing is that and then well no uh she's she said zelina i'm gonna give you something that i've been given a second chance right and that's you know been weaved throughout many episodes 
and she's given second chances to other people. Right. And people have given her a second chance as well. And she she corrected a phrase that, you know, some people, you know, really kind of cheer about. Evil isn't born, it's made. And she said, and so is good. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Which, that's powerful. Which, again, you know, a while back, Regina would never have said that. Right. So, and we've seen that. I mean, think about it. Uh, Snow's mother. Yeah. She wasn't necessarily evil, but she wasn't good either. But she became good. Leopold was good, had his little moments, and stayed good, which is kind of interesting. Snow has had her moments, but she's chosen good most of the time. So, I mean, it's interesting. You look at most of these characters that are considered the heroes, the good ones. They've had their bumps along the road, but they've chosen and made themselves good or been made good by other people loving them and caring for them. And I think that's what's happening. Yeah. Regina is being made good by Robin loving her. Well, I, and I think everybody else accepting and her else. And, exactly. and really showing her that she doesn't have to be mayor and rule the town to be a part of the town. Right. And that's just, it's powerful. It is so powerful. You know, like I said, there, there's, there's something cool about someone exacting revenge in these revenge films, but there's something about a person who could exact revenge and who yeah. could be powerful turning good and saying, no, I'm, I'm going to live by a different code, and this code is a hero's code. This code is a good code. And, and it works just as powerfully it can. And so. by the way, Regina proved a point tonight that was, that was stated to her mother by Emma, if I'm not mistaken. When Cora told her, love is weakness. Right. And Emma said, no, love is strength. Right. And she proved it. And Regina proved that again tonight as well. Love is not weakness. She, her love for Henry, her right. love for Robin, her love for her new family that are you know that she's starting to become a part of. Even her sister as well. Even her sister. Yeah. yeah. Incredible strength. All right. So, and and at the end she goes, and if that doesn't work, Zelina, I'll be right here to take your heart, crush it. So there you go. Have a There's nice that evening. Little tiny little goodbye. <laughs> A little glimpse. So create of, a new destiny, you you trickster, you Zelina. Right, right. So okay, so let's talk about um, Rumbell. <gasps> oh, we got to talk about oh, Rumbell now. Yeah, Rumbell, it was one of those magical times that you wish happened long before now, but you know it was just so tender and wonderful. And we're just staying in the moment. We're not going to jump ahead. <laughs> you know, Rumpel said, your unwavering faith constantly astounds me. And mm-hmm. after everything I did, I never comprehend why you continue to stand by my side. You know, and I wrote it down. Grace and mercy again. Mm-hmm. You, you don't deserve it. Nope. And someone is extending to you trust and love and care and I'm going to stand by you no matter what you've done, no matter what people have said about you, because I believe that you can do better. And I think Belle's always been that yeah, way. She has been. You know, she, she knows that. She sees so, it in him. You know, and, and, you know, when he, she gave him the knife, you know, uh, 
you know, it was just one of those really incredible moments because it was such a weapon of destruction and, and evil. Well, yes. You know. And I love the fact that she told him that Regina gave it to me. Regina, right. who could have had control, full control over him, and at one point wanted full control over him, she gave the knife, the dagger, to Belle because she knew Belle would not abuse the power. Yeah. I, I, I forgot to mention this, too, but after everything he said, uh, you know, I, I'll, I will never comprehend why you continue to stand by my side. And Belle said, I love you. Mm-hmm. That's why. Again. And she said, always have. Love is not weakness. It's right. strength. Right. So then Rumpel really has this fantastic exchange with the dagger in his hand. He said, this is trust. You trust me with all your heart. She said, I do. And the hair on the back of my neck started to stand up and I got goosebumps because <laughs> I, I knew what this was reminiscent yeah. of. I knew what was coming. I do is a very clear word. And, you know, I, and I shall trust you with mine. Yeah. Take it. And he handed her the knife. I am now and in the future yours. Ugh. And it was kind of like this, the pause. You know, and I think she asked, "Well, what are you, what are you talking about? Is this what I think you're talking will about? Will you marry me?" Ah. Now he wasn't on one knee, but I don't think no. after everything they've been through, doesn't have to. And so, no, you know what? I, I mean, that's a very sweet, um, traditional way of proposing. Yeah, but I think that this was just as good. So she said yes, and it was a wonderful, wonderful it moment. Was very sweet. So we need to kind of move forward, and we'll we'll get to uh, something else pretty quick. But we saw the rescue and the reunion of the baby, which yes. again is a really cool fairy tale moment, what? right? Yeah. And again, uh, he, that's the second time he's protected that his child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a sword fight this time, but he did. Mm, he almost know. got no sword fight. Oh, we we did miss one little thing. Did you did you notice who he almost chopped the head off when he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, little John. L- was it Little John? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought it was it Anton. Was... No, 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 no. Okay. It, was, it was Little John, who isn't okay. little, and but he's gotcha. probably John. Gotcha. All right. So the. I won't need it in New York, Emma line. Oh. Just like somebody took a brick and dropped it on my head. I was like, no, let that go, girl. Oh, Come on now. I want to smack her upside the head right now. She's I seriously still hanging want to smack on to her that. upside the head. Yes, which is ridiculous. I'm like, no, seriously? And Hook's expression was absolute sheer pain. Yeah. Pain yeah. and torment. Yeah. And there's, I know, I know what he's thinking. In his head, he's going... I don't want you to go, but I love you enough that if that's what you have to do, yeah. then that's what I'm going to let happen. And I'm like, no, no, I want to smack her upside the head. So I'm hoping that Henry will knock some sense into her and hopefully everybody else will too. Because her comment about, you know, constantly being in danger all the time and constantly battling. So I'm like, really? You don't get a rush out of this because you're a bounty hunter yeah. in real life. I mean, maybe she did something different in New York, but bottom line, which it didn't sound like she did sound like she was still a bounty hunter. So I struggle with that. But yeah. anyway, I'm a little ticked at Emma right now. I, I can feel that. All right. So then the Rumpel and Zelina jail scene. 
after all the good scenes we've seen thus far, the wonderful, the the marriage proposals, and the, uh, you know, I'm sorry, and I'm giving you a second chance. No, no, wait, wait, wait. And- Before we get into that, do you want to come meet your uncle? Was very cute. Yeah, that yeah, was very true. cute. And yeah. that baby was darling. Was. Oh my gosh, so cute. And again, that whole little family scene, and then that was Hook's tormented yeah. look, and I just was wanting to hug him, stroke his hair, and tell him everything will be all right. <sighs> all right. So the the jail scene with Rumpel and Zelina, you know, and unfortunately it kind of unhinged all the goodness that, you know, Rumpel and Belle had. Yeah. And he showed Zelina no mercy. Nope. And he produced the correct real dagger. Ugh. And he stabbed Zelina. And what I was wondering is, did all her power go into him? Well, she was not the dark one. Well, so the dark one stabbing somebody else with the dark one knife. I, I I'd have to go look at the script, but I'm pretty sure it's whoever you kill, all that power comes into no, you. No, I think you have to kill the dark one okay. with the dagger in order to take the power. All right. So so that's why I was like, what happened there exactly? So what happened was he stabbed her, and she turned into porcelain, right? A porcelain doll, which I believe is in the original story. Mm, It was never shown in the movie. But if you watch um, the Disney Oz, The Great and Powerful, Mm -hmm. which I enjoyed, by the way, and I'll admit that I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was very well done. Um, But Oz, The Great and Powerful, there's a little China girl that lived in the porcelain village. So he turned her into a China doll that then just shattered on the ground in a million pieces. Yep. So... The shattering in a million pieces of that remind you of anything we've seen before? Mirrors shattering, I'm sure. Nope. No? Nope. Um, Specifically, a porcelain figure of someone that was oh. destroyed and fall on the ground. Oh. No, I'm... I'm Henry. Remember, uh, it was season two, I believe. Uh, Rumple thought that he that Henry was the his he, undoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in one of the dreams, it was a birthday thing when they all went into Gold Shop and and uh, Rumpel took his cane and swung it and oh. hit Henry, who was porcelain, and it cr- crushed and fell to oh. the ground. So that's the second time we've seen that type of thing. Oh, wow. So, But that was a dream. Yeah, it was a dream. So I wonder if this is a dream as well. I don't know. We'll because to. because because then after the shattering of the mm-hmm. pieces and he took off, he walked out right. of the cell and then closed it back up again with the dagger. The fact that then the pieces disappeared and then all of a sudden green smoke yeah. and it floated out around the town. I'm like, what in the world? And then it ended up in exactly where Regina put the brooch. Right. Right? The, the brooch pendant is in... Her mother's trunk. Right. The secret vault that everybody can get into. Exactly. Unbelievable. Which is hilarious. I'm like, Regina, everybody knows how to get in. Can't you get... Well, blood magic won't work. And the white Mm -hmm. magic don't work. I don't know. What the heck? Razor wire and a brick? I don't know. No, but whatever it is. Bottom line is, is that... Okay. So if that scene was a dream, then it's no big deal. Ah, But if it wasn't... We're in for a yeah. hell of a ride. So uh, Rumpelstiltskin said he never breaks a deal, and that was right. to avenge his son's death. Right. So right. that was what that was. 
So yes, the, the Zelina crumbled on the ground, and and again she shaped shifting. She shape shifted as a melted puddle. Now she shape shifting as crushed porcelain on the ground. But is she? Well, she flew around and flew all around or and went it? and got the pendant, and then she flew, and then she caused this portal to happen in this ritual place in oh, yeah, this yeah. barn, yeah, or something. Yeah. So, and then so, we don't know where, does it go to Oz? I don't know. I, I have no idea where it's going to go. Because maybe now she's going to take out her vengeance on the sisters. Yeah, could be. She banished Glinda. Yeah. So she's the one who banished Glinda. But then what of what the other two sisters? I definitely think uh, Glinda's going to be unbanished. And I think, you know, possibly Regina. But possibly Emma might get her magic to do it like in the last moments. Yeah. And then... It'll be a united thing. But anyhow, that's all I got. That's all my notes. What if what if Emma's magic will come back when Killian kisses her again? Oh. Could be. I hope so. Could be. Yeah. I want him to kiss that, her. Again. That would that would work within the story because yeah. I want him to kiss her again because I want him to kiss some sense in her. I know. I know. Okay. So that's our first thoughts. What are your thoughts? And we're going to give you some information on how to give us your thoughts. Please put the name of the Once Upon a Time episode in the subject line of your emails so we can keep them straight. Uh, this episode, obviously, is Kansas. Mm-hmm. So, um, But as we move forward, especially next week with the finale, it's going to be crazy with the email. So please put whatever you are giving your comments on in the subject line of the emails. So that's it. I want to send big love out to everybody. I thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're new or if you listen to us for a while, thank you either way. Uh, We really appreciate you. And so that's it. And I'm going to play a quick promo from my good friend, Rick Moyer, and then we'll be back and say our goodbyes. So here we go. Hi, this is Rick Moyer. And this is Amy Moyer. And we are the hosts of Take Him With You. The weekly podcast where we discuss life at the geeky Moyer's home. And then we talk about our faith and how it relates to the world around us. Very, very positive podcast. And we think you really enjoy it. And I love Star Trek and heavy metal music. And I like Star Trek. Kinda. And heavy metal music. And I hate heavy metal music. <laughs> hate is a strong word. Oh, well, you got to understand, when you're recording... Give and, in to your hate, Amy. When you're recording and you go over and over those loud, obnoxious riffs, you know, I mm. do not like the loud guitar. You're talking about the Perry songs that I do. Some of them I like. Give in to your hate. You've done some big band songs and some soft songs that I've liked. Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, I just don't really like the heavy metal. Want to hear more of our banter? You can by listening to our podcast. Where can they find it? You can find it at TakeHimWithYou.com or iTunes. That's right, iTunes. Yes. So you can tune in. and. But I do like some sci-fi. Amy, I'm your husband. (laughs) I like Star Trek, and I like like Babylon Five. And Make it so. Some different questions. We're going too long now. Let's go too long. Go okay. away. You don't know the power of the podcast. 
take him with you. That was kind of like Darth Vader. <laughs> Rick is a very talented guy, and he mm-hmm. did all that music. <laughs> he's a he's a really talented guy. Yeah, so and fun, it's an amazing photographer too, by the way. Yeah, uh, fun podcast, just like you said. So, anyhow, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be talking at you soon. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Battle mates. Thank ye for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So let us know what she thought of tonight's episode. And keep a ruddy eye for our main show coming in a few days. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With me, good eye, of course. Yeah.